Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Pastor Mark Job encourages us to maximize our unique and God-given potential. So we come to God, and then we get on mission with God, and then it is God that gives us opportunities in our life. Not everybody has the same abilities, not everybody has the same opportunities, but you are not responsible for what you do not have, you are responsible for what you do have. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is senior pastor of New Life Community Church and president of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, it's true that Jesus often used parables and stories to teach very big, important lessons. And Mark, today we're going to look at one of those powerful parables recorded in the book of Matthew. Yeah, we call it the parable of the talents. There are some very powerful, compelling truths some scary truths as well about what we do with what God has given us. And so uh, this will challenge some of you that have been burying your talent, and it'll encourage some of you that have actually gone out and taken the risk to use your talents for God. The title of the message is Maximum Living, so let's jump into the message. The text actually is Matthew chapter 25, starting with verse 14. I hope you can open your Bible there with Pastor Mark Job. He spoke in parables and said, those that have ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God has to say. So this is one of the parables in Matthew uh, chapter 25. It's the parable, we know it oftentimes is the parable of the talents. And so I'm going to read some of the verses. I'm not going to read the entire parable to you, uh, but I'm going to start in verse 14 of Matthew chapter 25. It says, again, Jesus is speaking. It will be like a man going on a journey who calls his servants and entrusts his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags, and another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on a journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went out at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one who had two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, The master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with the few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man who had two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, 
you wicked and lazy servant. So you know that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back at least with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken away from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Word of the Lord. There's the parable. This is a compelling parable that is both very encouraging and at the same time, it's also a severe warning light to how we're living our lives. It's encouraging because through this parable, you will see that you have, well, you have a lot of input into your destiny and into your future. But it's also a little bit, well, a little bit scary because it's reminding us that what we do now with our life will directly affect our future as well, that we will be held accountable for our lives. And before I jump into this parable, let me just remind you that the call of Jesus was all, always a call, first of all, to himself. That's why I believe that everybody who's a believer is called. Some people think that only certain people are called. They say, well, that person's a missionary and they're called, or that person, you know, is a pastor or minister and they're called. I believe that everybody is called. All of us are called. What does that call look like? Well, I believe that first of all, we're called to Jesus and to embrace his way. So we're called to Jesus, to the person of Jesus. There's a calling, a calling out to Jesus. But implicit in the call of Jesus is the call to do something with our life, is the call to mission. Jesus, the call of God is never just unto himself. He calls us to himself and then he sends us out on mission with himself. Well, I don't know if you heard me. Because this is really important. Some people understand the call of God. They understand the part of coming to God, but they don't understand the part that when you come to God, he always launches you out on mission. It's not just about coming to God. It's about coming to God and then being launched out on mission with God. You see it all in scripture. In fact, I, when Jesus was uh, called uh, Peter... And in, in Matthew chapter four, verse 18, a few chapters earlier before he told this parable, it says, Jesus was walking by the sea of Galilee and he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew. They became mega leaders in the early church. Peter, we all know the apostle Peter and then his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and they were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen, it says. And Jesus saw Peter and his brother Andrew, the two bros, out doing the business that they had been trained to do. And here's what Jesus says. Jesus said to them, come follow me. Imagine they're on their boat doing their thing. They see Jesus. 
They'd heard of Jesus. Jesus says, come and follow me. That's the call of Jesus to him. And then he says, then Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and they followed him. I want you to see that Jesus was calling them to him and then Jesus was sending them out on mission. He was using the language that they understood. He was basically saying, I'm calling you to myself, but I'm gonna make you impact other people's lives. Um, you cannot choose to follow Christ and not get on mission with Christ. It's implicit in the call. Let me tell you what Christianity is not. Christianity is not, boy, I'm really struggling. Well, this is a hard life. Boy, if I just had some help from a higher power. So I'm gonna live my life like I wanna live my life, have my goals, set my purposes, and now I'm gonna enlist God to help me out. The Christianity is you come to God and then you get on mission with God. You don't continue life as normal. Your life stops. It re-envisions itself. It recategorizes itself. You recast what you're living for and how you're living and what you make sense of the world in a different way because now you've embraced God and now you're on mission with God. Oh, if you're a plumber, you may still be a plumber. But listen, you're not just doing plumbing to make money. You're living for a bigger purpose now. If you're a teacher, you're probably still going to be a teacher. But, you know, it's not just about, let me give the kids a better education. Now you're living for a divine purpose, a bigger purpose. You're on mission with God in what you do. If you're a businessman, it's not just about, let me see if I can buy a bigger house and a bigger boat and a, a, a vacation house and a big bonus. It's not just about how much money you make. Oh, you may still make a lot of money, and I hope you do, and I hope you prosper, and I hope your business grows, but you're living for something bigger now you're thinking how can I make money also to be able to give to the purposes that are bigger than myself and help other people and causes and missions because now you are living for a divine purpose yeah all of us have a divine purpose in life and as, as I jump into this parable let me just set the stage here and say that I believe that one of the problems with how many people live their lives, is I, I believe a lot of people are kind of bored with life. In fact, I believe that's why a lot of 15-year-olds, you know, is a little bit aimless and purposeless in life. And so if I have no aim, no purpose, no goal, I just decide, well, I need to have fun at least. And so I party, I drink, I get high, I experiment, I do this, do that. I find a job, make some money, buy a house, maybe get a boat, go on a decent vacation, and then I die. And a lot of people are living their life aimless. They have no purpose, no, no sense of a divine purpose in their life, no sense of a bigger picture, no sense that their life has greater meaning, no sense of living for something more than who they are and what they are. And I believe every follower of Jesus not only is called to God, but is called on mission with God. Let me tell you something. If you're bored with life right now, it's because you haven't grasped the mission of God for your life yet. If you're kind of aimless in your life now, it's because you haven't quite captured 
The fact that God has prepared you for a purpose and a divine plan. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you embrace the fact that God has a purpose and a plan and a mission in your life, and it's different for all of us, but it's on mission with Jesus. When you embrace that plan, let me tell you, there will not be a day in your life that you are bored because you will discover when you are on mission, it's challenging, exciting, stretching you, pushing you to the next level. And not, every, not everybody's picture looks the same. There are artists here that God's going to use your art. There's musicians here. There's businessmen and women here. There's educators here. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom at this season. Maybe, maybe you're just a new dad and, and maybe in your marriage. And all of that, our, our God-given vision and purpose is different for all of our lives. It's going to look different from you to me. It doesn't mean that everybody's going to become a pastor. Everybody's going to become a missionary. But it does mean that whatever you're called to do, it's going to be compelling and have an impact and change people's lives. Because you, when God is on your side and you have enlisted, in mission with God, then like D.L. Moody said, he said, if, if God is on your side, then make no small plans. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Pastor Mark Job and a breakthrough message on maximum living here on Bold Steps Weekend. Now, we're only about halfway through today's program, but we want to remind you that if you ever miss these radio programs due to a busy day or a change in schedule, you can always listen again on your own time by going to our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Or if you'd enjoy listening to these Bible lessons when you're out taking a walk or running errands, be sure to subscribe to our Bold Steps Weekend podcast and get these messages downloaded automatically to your phone and smart device. Just head over to your favorite podcast app, search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. While you're there, be sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. With that, let's get back into our message called Maximum Living. Here again is Mark Job with more Bold Steps Weekend. no idea that I would be doing what I'm doing right now when I was young. No idea. I was 15 years old when I gave my life to Christ. I didn't have a dramatic conversion experience. I was raised in a Christian home. And I don't have a, a testimony of, you know, I was on drugs when I was 11 and went to prison when I was 12 and let a prostitution ring when I was 13. And I, I don't have a testimony like that. I just kind of a normal Testimony, grew up in a Christian home. But at the age 15, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And something happened at the age 15. Oh, it wasn't all changed around right away. But at the age of 15, I gave my life to Christ. And something inside of me, I knew that there was a purpose and a mission. And I didn't know what exactly what it was. And I had my ideas of what it was. But there was something inside of me that said, I want to make a difference, God. I want to be on mission with you. And it wasn't until a, a, a few years later in life, as I was trying to figure out what God was calling me to do, that uh, uh, a random in my mind, a seemingly random set of circumstances and choices brought me to Chicago and I was confronted with this, 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 this compelling passion about would I 
love this city and, and do something in the city. And it wasn't really what I wanted to do and thought that I would be doing, but I knew that God was giving me a, a burden, a heart, a plant to do something here. I could feel it, sense it in my soul. I could, I could see it even before it was starting to happen. I knew I was in the center of what God wanted me to do. And I knew that it would be about touching people in the city of Chicago. And that was when we started and just had 18 people, not thousands of people that we had now. But it was, it was part of my call. And everybody has their own call and everybody has their story. But never minimize the fact that God has a calling on your life. Never minimize it. Because every one of you, whether you're 85 years old or whether you're 12, if you have the spirit of God inside of you, you are called the Jesus first of all. And then you are sent out from Jesus to the mission that he's called you to do in the sphere that you're in, with the gifts that you have, with the calling that you have for a divine purpose in your life. Amen? So I want to give you a couple of thoughts from this passage about red hot faith maximum living. Because I'm convinced that there's a lot of people that aren't living maximum. Some people have been called to Jesus, but you have not gotten that whole part of being on mission with Jesus. And you get a little bored with just, hey, I would too. If you're just called in, but not called out, not using your gifts not being stretched, not making a difference. You either become self-centered, egotistical, lukewarm, or engaged in other things in life that stretch you. If you're taking notes, write this down. The first thing I want you to understand about maximum living is this. Not everyone has been given equal opportunities, but everyone is equally responsible for what they have. In this parable, it says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted him with their wealth. The man on the journey represents God. The servants represent us. A man is on a journey and he takes what in the original Greek is called a talent, which was a coinage used in those days. The NIV says a bag of gold. It was worth approximately between $1,500 to $2,000, basically, is what, uh, what the talent was worth, that gold was worth, that, that coinage was worth. And so he gave to his servants, gathered them around, and he gave to one, he gave five bags of gold, to another he gave two bags, and to another he gave one bag, according to each one of their abilities, and then he went on his journey. Now, I want to make clear uh, I, I, want, I want to make clear that we're called, first of all, to God, and it's God who gives us our mission. Uh, we, first of all, have no mission, no clear mission until we're with God. We come to God and we lay our life at his feet and engage in this relationship with God in which his Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and we start seeing the visions and dreams of God, bigger pictures, and we start being transformed by God, and now we're on mission with God. So we come to God, and then we get on mission with God, and then it is God that gives us opportunities in our life. Not everybody has the same abilities. 
Not everybody has the same opportunities, but you are not responsible what you, for what you do not have. You are responsible for what you do have. Oh, let me say that again. Because some of you are all worried about what you don't have. Well, you see, I, don't, I can't really talk that well like other people. I don't have that knowledge. I can't sing like so-and-so sings. And, you know, I start talking and my tongue gets all tripped up. And so, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't have the ability to speak. Uh, you don't have to. The question is, what do you have, not what don't you have? Some of us fixate so much on what we don't have that we paralyze ourselves and we excuse not doing anything because I don't have a good background, I don't have a good education, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a lot of talent, I don't have a lot of resources or abilities or I don't have all this and since I don't have all this, I'm not required to do much because I don't have much and you excuse yourself out of your mission. And you just kind of sit on the sidelines and say, I'm going to let people that have more do things because, well, they have more and I just really don't have much. This parable is very clear that every person has been given different opportunities or abilities or resources. And not everybody's the same and not everybody has the same talents or gifts or resources or abilities in their life or opportunities in their life. And God is not going to give you little and require much. God is going to require of you what he gives of you. He's going to ask, what have you done with what I gave you, not what have you done with what I didn't give you. So stop worrying about what you don't have and start asking yourself, what am I doing with what I do have? I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to two things. I'm going to challenge you and ask you, are you really living maximum living in your life? Seriously. You need to have an encounter with God in which you realize, I'm not just aimlessly, purposely stumbling through life, but that I have a purpose, a call, a divine destiny in God. Where do I find it? I find it at the foot of, cro of the cross. I find it in Jesus. I don't find it outside. I find it as I submit to him and he gives me burdens and calls. I find it in the abilities that he gives me, in the visions and dreams and burdens that he puts on my heart. And then I go and I live on mission with Jesus. And again, I'm not saying that it's one life mission. It may be seasons that God calls you to do something, seasons in life that God puts in your life. But I do believe that all of us have been called, first of all, to Jesus and that Jesus always sends us on mission with himself. And we'll continue with part two of this message from Pastor Mark Job titled Maximum Living next time when we return with more Bold Steps Weekend. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, just visit our website, boldstepsweekend.org. And while you're there, be sure to also check out some of the other faith-building opportunities and resources we have available, including this month's Bold Action Gift. To explain more about a very unique resource and why it's so relevant, here again is Pastor Mark. Each day, 
America is marching further away from Christian values and core principles that built this country. And if we want to help steer the ship back in the right direction, shouting and raising our fist isn't the answer. People need to feel heard before they'll listen. And our culture needs healing before it can stop hurting. That's why Dr. Erwin Lutzer wrote a book called We Will Not Be Silent, where he challenges Christians to keep representing Christ despite the opposition with compassion, reason, and love. From issues of race and gender to the growing support of Marxism and socialism, Dr. Lutzer shows us how to reach beyond these divisive barriers and get to the heart of the person we're talking to. Our country is not beyond hope. Our neighbors are not our enemies. So make a choice today to overcome fear, anger, and stagnancy and to live boldly for Christ. Request your copy, We Will Not Be Silenced, when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. All right, thank you, Mark. To give that gift, call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Or give online at boldstepsweekend.org. You can also send your gift in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, before we wrap up today's program, I want to point you to a convenient way to hear Mark's teachings through 60-second segments that get right to the heart of his message. They're called the Bold Steps Minute, and these jam-packed one-minute programs are a great way to find spiritual guidance and biblical inspiration even in the middle of a busy day. To check it out, just go to boldstepsminute.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to come back next weekend when Mark continues his message on maximum living. It's a stirring lesson on how to fulfill the unique calling God has for you. That's coming up next time on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.